You're listening to a podcast from Services Australia. G'day. My name's Hank Jongan, General Manager from Services Australia. And thanks for tuning in to our special series as we explore what the coronavirus pandemic means for your Centrelink payments. In today's episode, we're going away from payment details because we're going to discuss one of the inevitable outcomes of this pandemic, scams. We'll run through some of the common Centrelink or Medicare scams circulating in the wake of coronavirus and what you need to look out for so you can avoid becoming a victim. Today I'm joined by Justin Bott, an expert from the Financial Information Service at Services Australia. Hi Hank. What we're actually going to do this time is we're going to switch it around. I'm going to ask you the questions and I'm really looking forward to finding out what you go. So, Hank, I imagine that you've seen your fair share of scams in your time here. How do the scams of today compare to, say, 10 or 15 years ago? Look, that's absolutely true. And it's just an unfortunate reality of the world we live in now. We're more connected with technology than ever before. The large majority of Australians own a smartphone, use a computer or other mobile devices. So we now have everything at our fingertips. Emails, texts, calls, apps, websites, you name it. There's been a substantial increase in the number of scams over recent years and we regularly receive reports of new scams. In this year alone, Scamwatch has received over 65,000 reports of scams, totaling nearly $65 million lost. One of the biggest challenges we face right now is the level of sophistication with these scams. Emails, calls or text messages pretending to be from the Australian government and agencies such as ours, or the Australian Taxation Office or the Australian Federal Police. They generally use what looks like an official government logo in an email or SMS and might greet you by your name so that at a quick glance you probably wouldn't think twice. So what about you? Have you had anybody tried to scam you? It's funny you should say that. Look, only last month I received an email which appeared to come from my bank. It was so convincing I actually clicked and nearly started providing the information that they were seeking. Luckily, I just paused for a sec, ran the mouse over the link and discovered that in fact it wasn't an an authentic link and that I'd nearly embarked down the path of a scam. Luckily, I also then checked with the bank, reported it, but also said, look, I went one step into it is that a problem? It turns out it wasn't because I hadn't actually provided any information. Oh, wow. That was close. Um, So if I look into my email folder, I'll have a handful of scam emails every week, particularly at work uh, is what I find. And as a result, I have a long list of blocked numbers on my phone from scammers around the world. Um, They're nuisance calls. But for most of the time, it's incredibly obvious that they're scams. Uh, There's been the odd email or two that I've received from my bank, as I said, which looks legitimate. But on closer inspection, you know, it's it's a scam or an attempt at 
what we call identity theft. So it just goes to show that the threat of scams is very real. Anyone can become a victim. And even for people like me, who are generally very careful and are actually uh, quite adept in the use of technology. Hmm. Scammers are also extremely opportunistic and they often target the most vulnerable people. Um, they play on emotions, fears or insecurities. For example, they might pretend to be from the authorities and threaten you with being arrested or going to jail if you don't pay a fee, um, which, of course, is a bogus fee. They also tend to be, to be more frequently active in times when governments are paying money to people, whether it be tax returns or new Centrelink payments or supplements. If people are expecting money to come through, that's usually a good disguise for scammers to use to trick people into handing over their money or personal information. And I imagine that during this pandemic period, we'll be seeing more activity from scammers, particularly with the payment of the economic support payment and the coronavirus supplement. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like, follow or subscribe through your podcast service or visit mediahub.servicesaustralia.gov.au where you can find the full range of topics covering everything from early release of superannuation, revaluing financial assets and family payments. But before we get into that though, Hank, what are the most common types of scams we typically see here in Services Australia? Look, the most common scams we regularly see are attempts to gain your personal information. Scammers can do this in a number of ways. Firstly, by gaining access to your computer, your mobile device or network. Uh, they can use your identity to steal money or gain other benefits through phishing scams. Now, um, phishing, in this case, is where you see articles with, uh, that refer to P-H-I-S-I-N-G as opposed to Phishing. <laughs> so phishing scams are very popular. And this is where the scammer contacts you, either by email, a phone call, text message, or through social media, claiming to be from a legitimate company or organisation or government agencies, or they might say they're from Centrelink, Medicare, or child support as alternatives to Services Australia. The whole purpose of phishing scams is to trick you into giving out your personal information. And to do this, they'll usually ask you to provide or confirm your personal details, which might include your, per your bank account details, passwords, or credit card numbers. Phishing scams are designed to look or sound genuine. It's important to remember that. Often scammers will call you from what looks like it could be Sydney, Canberra or Melbourne numbers, but they might actually be calling from overseas on a routed phone line. So it's not enough to just look for an overseas caller. Mm. You've got to be attuned to this uh, fact as well. Well, I'm a Sydney boy and I get a Melbourne phone call almost every second day. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, that's, that's why they operate. So... It could perpetrate to be something simple like a survey where you're offered a prize for your time or the organisation has lost all their customer data uh, or they say they need to verify your personal details. 
If they're contacting you by email, on the other hand, scammers will often copy the email template of an organization, including their branding or logo. They'll usually try to direct you to what looks like a genuine website when you're asked to input your personal details, but it's actually a fake one. Sometimes they might even send an attachment and ask you to fill that in and return it, which is what happened to me. Mm. Unfortunately, your details aren't going to the organisation you think that you're being contacted by. Instead, they're going straight to the scammer. Once a scammer has your personal information, and depending on the level of information that you provide them, they might use that to take money out of your bank account, make purchases on your credit card, or steal your identity to set up new accounts in your name. In the past, we've seen a few scam emails and SMS texts linking people to fake MyGov sites where they're asked to update all their personal information. Fortunately, we've been able to shut down those sites pretty quickly and we're always monitoring for those sorts of fake websites. Another popular one we see is where people are asked to pay a fee in order to receive a back payment for their Centrelink payment or a rebate, overpaid taxes or to get something they don't know that they were entitled to get. This is where, for instance, a scammer might say, we've detected that you're owed a back payment of $2,000 for your age pension because we haven't been paying you the proper rate. And uh, then then they'll say, to receive this, you must first transfer $300 to us for administration fees. Sometimes they might ask you to purchase gift cards to the same value and provide the barcode numbers straight to them. Mm. Now, that's an interesting scam you just mentioned there because the success of those scams relies mostly on luck. Uh, Typically, those scammers will call or email thousands of people about their settling payment, like their age pension, when it might actually be a small handful of people who actually get that payment. Again, for me, uh, I can't count the number of SMSs I've got telling me that my bank account has been attacked and I need to contact the bank, and it's a bank I've never, ever dealt with in my life. And then just send it out, hoping that maybe I would have dealt with that bank and I might then follow that up. So they're just hoping that they might get a, a vulnerable target there. And I've heard reports of people asking that, how did they know I'm getting a pension? When they really, when the reality is they don't actually know that you've got a selling payment or not. Uh, they don't really care. They're just sending it out en masse to as many people as they can in the hope that eventually they're going to find themselves an unsuspecting victim. Scams happen when a scammer sends out a mass email or SMS, hoping they might find a few who will respond. We want people to know that Services Australia will never ask you to give personal information through a text or to spend money to get access to any money owed to you. Now, Hank, do you want to take us through what some of the particular scams circulating are at the moment that relate to the coronavirus and Services Australia? Look, I'm happy to, but I just want to make the point Um, that to keep on top of all the latest scams, the best thing to do is to regularly check the Scamwatch website. That's at scamwatch, one word, .gov.au. Because here you can find a list of all the latest coronavirus scams so that you know what to look out for. And Justin, can you believe that Scamwatch 
has received over 3,000 reports of just coronavirus-related scams, with so far over $1.3 million uh, in losses uh, since the outbreak of coronavirus. It's shocking, isn't it? It's amazing. Amazing. Look, one of the scams at the moment is an SMS impersonating Gov or MyGov advising people either that they've received a new message regarding coronavirus testing in their area or that they can watch a video about coronavirus restrictions or that they've received a tax refund of a very specific dollar amount. Another popular SMS scam advises you that you may get the $750 economic support payment. We've also seen a number of SMS or email scams about the COVID Safe app, falsely telling people they've been detected over 20 kilometres away from their home and they need to urgently register their reason for travel or a fine has been sent to their MyGov account for leaving their home. All these SMSs include a malicious link to a fake website designed to steal your personal or financial information. There's also been a number of scam emails. One email that generally does the rounds every year is about the subsidy benefit allocation. Interesting choice of words. Yeah, no, it's some of our words, but not in the right order. No, that's right. <laughs> um, and this email impersonates Services Australia and says you've been allocated a subsidy amount or benefit. But you need to first confirm your details by responding with your personal information. There's no such payment. The subsidy benefit does not exist. An email scam we've also noticed lately claims to be sent from Medicare and asks people to donate money to a bank account to support Medicare workers and help with the purchase of medical supplies. Um, We would never ask people to donate to Medicare or the Australian government. Most definitely. And it's likely that these scammers might be taking this approach on the back of other fundraising efforts and donations for the recent bushfires. While some of these scams can look incredibly obvious from the outset, what are some of the things that people need to look out for so that they can protect themselves against them? Look, as I've already outlined, some of these scams are amazingly imaginative. And, um, you know, to their credit, uh, it shows that uh, they're thinking seriously about the sort of opportunities that currently exist. They seem to have a really good idea about how the human brain works and try and use it against you. That's absolutely. right. It's pure exploitation. Yeah. So really, it pays to be vigilant, which is what I've said before. But it's also very difficult to avoid ever being targeted by these scams. At some point in your life, you will probably receive a nuisance scam call an email or SMS, despite what measures you take to protect yourself. I guess the saying also goes, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. We do contact our customers by SMS or email. And these are usually quick reminders for appointments, confirmation of changes to your details, or notification of a new message in your MyGov account. From time to time, we also call people But this is generally from a private number. Mm. As I mentioned before, fake branding or logos on emails or texts is usually a giveaway that it's a scam. 
as is poor grammar and spelling. Usually, the sender won't have a genuine email address, or you might be copied into a bulk email with hundreds of other visible recipients. So it pays to hover the mouse over any links that show up in emails. We would never email or send an SMS and ask you to click on links provided or to open an attachment. We most certainly wouldn't ask you to transfer us money, purchase preloaded debit cards, gift cards, or pay using currencies like Bitcoin in order to get a benefit or payment. If we do need to contact you about money you owe, we'll send you a letter either to your MyGov inbox or your Centrelink mobile app or through snail mail. It's also a good reminder to do your online housekeeping. Keep your personal details secure and regularly change your passwords, even for your social media accounts. And again, another trap. Don't use the same password for all your different logons. But it's so easy. (laughs) (laughs) And guess who else is easy for? Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. So what would be your advice if someone receives an email, SMS or phone call that they think might actually be a scam? Look, the main point I'd make is if it doesn't look or sound right, go with your gut instinct. Mm. If you receive what looks like a scam email or SMS, don't open it and don't respond to the sender. Delete it and then report it to Scamwatch. Never click on the links included in an email or SMS. You should always type in my.gov.au in your internet browser to go to the genuine MyGov website. If you're contacted from someone pretending to be from Services Australia and asking you to transfer money in order to receive a payment, hang up on the call or delete the message. Mm -hmm. Our staff always introduce themselves clearly if they call you. But if you're in doubt, you can ask for the caller's name and contact details, then end the call. You can then check if the number is listed as one of the phone numbers on our website, or you can phone one of these lines to check to see if the call was genuine. So that's great advice. And like you said, it always pays to be vigilant. If you want to learn more about any scams that might be out there right now, go to scamwatch.gov.au. You can also use that website to report any scams that you've seen or you've fallen the victim of. So Hank, what can people do if they've been affected by a scam or they've unintentionally given out their personal information? If you've mistakenly provided your personal information to a scammer, whether that's your identity documents, your Centrelink CRN, your customer reference number, Um, your name or date of birth, your Medicare card number, your MyGov sign-in details or your bank account details, you should call or email our Scams and Identity Theft Help Desk. This help desk is there to assist anyone who's fallen victim to a Centrelink, Medicare, child support or MyGov scam. You can also call this number if you've paid money to a scammer if you've purchased gift cards or vouchers for a scammer, visited a fake government website or downloaded a fake government app. 
The Help Desk is available Monday to Friday from 8am to 5pm on 1800 941126. If you call after hours, you can leave a message and we'll call you back. Alternatively, you can email uh, uh, you can email us at reporterscam. That's one word, reporterscam at servicesaustralia.gov.au. Can I just say that one of the concerns that people often have is that they're, if away, they don't want to admit that they've made such a silly mistake and too proud to actually say, oh, look, I've I've given money to somebody. I, give, too, I shouldn't have been so stupid. Um, please, I know these can affect anybody at any stage of life, any level of education. This is not a statement about you personally. Yep. It is absolutely more important to correct these mistakes than to pretend it didn't happen and just suffer the consequences. Look, I absolutely agree. And look, as I said earlier, when I thought I was scammed, first thing I did was ring my bank. Yeah. Even though, yeah, there's a degree of embarrassment associated with that. But look, that's what our staff are there for. Yeah, for sure. And they can offer support and advice about the next steps to take and how to protect yourself and your personal information. Um you should also report the scam to the authorities like Scamwatch or your local police, especially if you've fallen victim to a crime such as fraud. Um, make sure to contact your banks or financial institutions or any of the organisations who may have issued with you, you with identity information, such as the motor registry, for example, if you've handed over your licence details. We've also partnered uh, within Services Australia with ID Care, which is a not-for-profit organisation that offers free specialist support for people who have actually fallen victim to a scam or identity theft. You can contact ID Care if you think your personal or identity information has been misused, uh, and they'll help you sort that through. So visit their website at ID Care. I-D-C-A-R-E, one word, dot org, for more information or call them on 1-800-595-160. You mentioned Scamwatch before as a great website to keep up to date on all the latest scams and they also give tips to protect yourself. So where else can people go for information and advice on these things? Look, Scamwatch is run by the Australian Competition and Consumer uh, Commission and it provides information to consumers and small businesses on how to recognise, avoid and report scams. You can even report any scams directly to them on their website at scamwatch.gov.au. The Stay Smart Online website at staysmartonline.gov.au also has information about online scams and how you can protect yourself when online. Both the Scamwatch and Stay Smart Online have a free alert system to receive notifications about the latest scams and online threats. Of course, you can also visit the Australian Taxation Office at ato.gov.au for any tax or superannuation-related scams. And last but not least... Also, check out the information on scams on our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au slash scams. Thanks, Hank, for stepping us through all this. Uh, You shared a great range of information and resources for people. Make sure to also follow us on Facebook at Services Australia for all the latest news and updates about our payments and services. 
Thanks again to our value listeners for tuning into this special podcast series. Hank, it's been great to chat as always. Thanks, Justin. Uh, and look, please note that the information discussed in this episode is current at the time of recording. Until next time, goodbye for now. You've been listening to a podcast from Services Australia. For more information, visit servicesaustralia.gov.au.